Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. We are in week three of Make Your Mark, and this has already been a healthy series, and hopefully you've grown in it and continue to grow during our time of devotion and what we're giving to the Lord in this time. I want to ask you a question to start this off today. How many of you want to make a positive mark in your life this year? How many of you want to make a negative mark? No, I'm just kidding. But you want to make a positive mark in your life this year. You want to make that. And in this series, we are, we are asking God to mark us, uh, just like this picture of this boy and the, where I started off in the beginning of the series where I used to mark my size of my kids as they grew, um, uh, we we're asking God to mark us where we have been. We're asking God to show us our marks on where we are now. And we're asking God to show us and give us hope for the future of where he's wanting us to grow into. We want to make a mark. And we want God in the middle of all of that. Sure, it takes self-evaluation, but it really allows God to be involved in the process that he can evaluate your life. Man, man, man. So uh, we are in, um, I introduced to you a couple weeks ago, Connect the Dots, Connect the Dots. We have been talking Connect the Dots around here for years. But I want you to go through those with me, just the thing that is written inside the dots. You ready? Starting in here. Ready, everybody say? And the vehicle for all four of those dots, this is not just a series thing, this is the way we do church, this is our vision, this is our vision, okay? And every vision needs a vehicle. And so how we want you to know Jesus and be introduced to Jesus is that if you stay faithful and, and coming to the house of the Lord, uh, if it's uh, once every year, this I'm not saying, but I'm talking about if it's one of these deals where you're faithful there is going to be a moment, we can absolutely promise you, there's going to be a moment when you it clicks for you and you say, dude, I know Jesus. <laughs> Amen? And so we think our services, we gear our services, we program our services, and then we step back and say, now, Jesus, do your thing, and, and we believe it's going to make a connection. You're going, to, you're going to connect that dot. The second dot is discover you and we that's our next step we want you to discover you we'll discover you and we do that by going to uh, start that process is by going to our discover our discover room right over here it's in this room it's after service today we've already made mention of it and so last week we had 18 adults in there did I say isn't that amazing awesome Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we had to reorganize the room to make everybody fit. So if you're here today, it's still in that room, but we've reorganized it, okay? And we, we will keep reorganizing it. We'll bust out walls. Oh, yeah, we will. We have already done this before, so we will bust out walls. We'll do whatever it takes to make sure people have a place. So, and, and so discover you. And then, and then that next stop is, is, next dot is experience life. 
And we talked about that last week. We're in the process of signing up for life groups. Life groups is our vehicle for you to experience life. And, man, if, you, if you've if never joined Freedom, that's your first stop. If you're not joined Freedom, that's your first thing to do. So join up for join up for Freedom today. God bless you. All right? So do that. And then, and then uh, last but not least, is we want you to get you on a team. We want you to make a mark. We want you to make a difference. And, and, and we want you to join our Dream Team. And when you walked in here today, you saw Dream Team Central. I mean, people were going uh, everywhere. People were standing at their booths uh, trying to get you to sign up. And some of you didn't even want to look them in the eye. But, uh, uh, and, and let me tell you why we do this. If you go through Discover, we're going to try. We're not going to make you, but we're going to encourage you. And we're going to talk our teams. But some of you have been attending here for a little while and are still not serving. And maybe you feel like you fell through the gap somewhere or, 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 or you've been here and maybe got out of one thing and took a little break, but now you, you're needing to get back involved because you need to be involved. And, um, and so today is our booths out there. And there's everything from um, taking care of our grounds, uh, planting plants, and, and, and we have a, we, as you see we've done a lot of work back there. And so... Uh, always doing work on our campus, so, man, things that can help us plant plants. We have that kind of stuff and plant tree, whatever it may be. Uh, and, then, and then we have from stuff like that to, to our outside um, team that is welcoming folks into the building to, to production. Uh, we have a lot of stuff goes on here through sound, video, lighting, all that kind of stuff uh, helps proclaim the gospel and then I mean it's just there are just so many ways to serve I mean it is in fact there is a piece of paper near you that is loaded okay and uh, what we would like for you to do is look at this see an area where you'd like to serve and say man I want to make a mark and I want to start here and uh, and let me let me say this one thing to you real quick it's real big to us at Parkway that we don't burn you out so we have done that in the past with people. I'll just be honest with you. And we're trying to fix that, and we've done better at that the last couple of years, and trying not to put somebody and just wear them down to a bloody pulp. Uh, but when they feel a need to take a break or change ministries, we do that. And so uh, this is not, when you join a ministry, it's not the, you know, the end all. It may be one that you go and serve there for a while, and then you serve somewhere else for a while. But uh, choose one. Let me say this, too. We really don't want you to serve in probably more than two ministries. And some of those you can only serve probably in one ministry because of, the, uh, of the, all that it involves. But uh, there's other areas that, for instance, let me just give you this real quick. Like if you were involved in staging, that only happens on occasion. You could still be involved in something else outside of staging. But... Um, but then there's other areas, and I'll tell you this, you don't have to figure all that out. If you want to serve in a couple areas, sign up, and then in the back office, we're going to say, hey, man, I don't think that's, that's not healthy for them to serve in both of those spots because it's going to call too much for them, okay? So we want to we wanna make it work and fit your schedule, and we'll, we'll counsel and help you in that. We have a wonderful Dream Team coach. Courtney, stand up today. This is Dream, Teach Co uh, Dream Coach Mama. Dream Team Coach Mama, and uh, she, she can make it happen, and she's going to help you, and uh, I think it's a wonderful thing, and so 
be involved in all that. When you leave out of here today, I know you're grabbing kids and slinging kids because you're ready to, and you're, and you're taking off to go eat. But just stop and sign up for something and get involved in something. It's going to be a blessing to your family. Amen? Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. All right. So have you ever thought this thought? Have you ever thought what I'm about to ask you? Lord, why do you take so long to do some things that you say in your word? Everybody's saying, no, man, I've never thought that. I just, when I, when I pray, he's right there to obey everything, and he does it that week for me every single time. No, come on, how many of y'all, how many of you be honest with me here? Just get your halo off for a second. And so I would like to say that he is, he is waiting on us, but he's waiting on us to do to do what? So that's what I want to talk to you about here a little bit today. Man, I hope it makes sense, and I sure hope you take notes because you're going to need this in your devotion this week. It's going to bless you. First of all, he's waiting on you for you to agree with God. Somebody say agree with God. Oh, no, say it like you mean it. Say agree with God. Uh, there you go. Agree with God. God. Matthew 18, 18, I used this verse last week, and I'm going to use it again today, and we're going to blow it up, okay? Matthew 18, 18, are you ready? Say it with me. Whatever you bind will be. That's good. That's good. Very powerful verse. Very powerful verse. I talked a lot about what it meant last week. This week, we're going to amplify it a little bit more. The next verse that is up here is the same verse, but I've taken the same verse, and I have extracted out what it means in the original. Now, and the reason, I don't always try to, you know, break it down because King James Version, NLT, all of these are, are great, great um, uh, translations, but but. This, when you sometimes going back to the original every once in a while, it brings out a little bit difference in it that opens it up in your mind a little bit. So I'm going to do that today. You ready? Matthew 18, 18. This is really big how this changes this. You bind what has already been bound in heaven. Oh, that's really big. And you loose what has already been loosed. In heaven, he's talking to you, child of God. You bind what has already been bound in heaven, and you loose what has already been loosed in heaven. So he's saying this in this verse, and, and that's why I wanted to read this in, in a little different from the 18 above. That's NLT or King James Version. I can't remember. But the reason I want to really amplify this is he's saying this. I already have my will in this situation, I've loosed it here and I've bound it here. I've already made up my mind in this thing. Thing. <laughs> that was Southeast Texas right there. I've already made up in my mind in this situation. I need you to come in agreement with me on what I've decided for it to happen. Are you with me? Because I think sometimes, and the reason I'm staying on this really strong for two weeks, 
is because I think sometimes we think some, that, that, Lord, do your deal, and you're going to do it whether, we, you know, we like it or we don't like it and all this stuff. He's saying, no, no, listen to me, listen to me. I'm, I, yes, I have loosed some things in heaven already. I have bound some things already in, in heaven, but I need you to come in agreement with me on the earth for it to ha- happen. Does that make difference? Now, what, what that does is so puts you in the equation, and that so puts you in the equation that hopefully by the end of the day, after I preached on this for two weeks on this particular scripture, that you'll say, my God, I understand now why I need to be praying. I understand now why I need to have a life of devotion and, and, and fasting and seeking the face of the Lord because my prayer means something big. Does that make sense? And so you've got to agree with God so his will will be done in the church. We want his will to be done in the church. So God can only work in the church to the extent that we pray according to his will. So he's loosed some things, he's bound some things, and I'm in earth saying, God, I want not my will but thine be done. God, I'm asking you that I connect with the things that you have loosed and connect with the things that you have bound, and when I do that, it takes place in this earth. It's praying in the will of God. Man. So God can only work in the church to the extent that we're praying his will. So if we want more power, we need to pray more in the agreement with God. Are y'all, are y'all, are y'all tracking with me today? I, I know if you're tracking, if you're going, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord, nodding, smiling, anything, kicking. I just know you're out there. So agreement with God. So I want to agree with him today. I want to connect. I want our church to pray prayers that are so in that sweet spot that when I am when I'm praying in his will, and, and Romans chapter 12, verse 2, uh, it says this. It, it, it talks about that he changes my mind. As I, I delve into him and I get closer to him, he changes my thinking that I can, in essence, start praying in that will of God. So it's not something you have to make yourself do. It's something as you draw closer to him. I often tell Christians, you're not, if you're praying, you're seeking the face of God, you're not going me- to mess up in this situation. People come to me so nervous, so nervous about their choices. If you're praying, you're seeking the face of God, God's going to, at that moment, let you lean into what he's loosed and what he's bound. He's going to let you lean into his will. But when you feel that sweet spot, pray big prayers, man. And I hope, that, I hope that right there makes some sense. So Psalm 78 and 41 says this, Again and again they tempted or tested, I put the word tested in there to kind of amplify that word tempted. Again and again they, t- they tempted God and limited the holy God of Israel. So people limited God. Are you with me? I want to understand that you, in the kingdom of God, you are bad to the bone. God has put so much power in your prayers. You're such a big deal that he wants to connect with you. He wants to do, we always say do life with one another. He wants to do life with you. 
And he wants you to pray. Those, and, and, but, but humanity, man, and this verse actually stopped or limited God. They limited God. I don't want it to ever be said of Nathan Keating that I limited against God, God in any situation. And I know I have. I absolutely know I have. But I, I, I want to take, take that top off. I want to let God do his thing. We read of Jesus going into a certain place uh, in his ministry that when he came to a certain town and it was near his hometown, he could not do a mighty work there because of their unbelief. Does that mean that God was no longer powerful? Does that mean that God was no longer sovereign? Does that mean that God somehow his muscles does like ours do when we get older and they go from here to... You know, we go in that moment where all of a sudden, well, God has no power anymore. That, 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 that's, that's not what happened. God still had all the power. He showed up ready to take over. He showed up ready to do miracles and signs and wonders. And their lack of connection with his will caused it to be ceased in that situation. And we have this bodybuilder God that can't move in that area because man is not connecting and mankind is not connecting with him. They limited God. Their unbelief, again, did not cancel out his ability. It's, it's just a simple spiritual law that we can limit God when we don't agree with him. This next statement, I, I'm on, I hope, I think we're going to put it on the screen for you, and I would like for you to take a picture of it or memorize it or something, okay? But it's this next, this next statement says this, God's presence in the world today is limited to the capacity of the church to pray in the will of God. Now, I, I'm going to slow down on that a little bit. God's presence in the world today, we're talking about this, we can limit God deal. God's presence in the world today is limited to the capacity of the church to pray in the will of God. And so, would you, would you say and be honest, and you don't have to lift your hands, would you say that you've prayed prayers sometimes maybe a little too small? Maybe you, you, maybe you, maybe we, Lord, I just, Lord, just give me this little crumb. Just, Lord, just, just, I know you own the cattle on a thousand hills, but if I could just have a crumb for the master table, Lord, I just, and he's going, dude, that's Keating version. Dude, do you know who you are? You're the only ones on the earth that I call my people. And I'm waiting on you to help me to be released in the mission field that I have placed you. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you to be released in Motiva. I'm waiting on you to be released in Exxon. I'm waiting on you to be released in the engineering field. I'm waiting on you to be released at Whataburger. I'm waiting on you to be released. Are you understanding? I'm waiting on my church. I'm waiting on my church. I'm waiting on you to understand that you, that I know you used to have these kind of muscles, but I put these kind of muscles on you. You are packing, you are a bodybuilder, and you need to understand beyond, beyond what this little P 
picture of what you think yourself, yourself is as a child of God. You're not some wimpy nobody. Your prayers don't mean anything person. You are a person that's packing, baby. You're packing. Amen, 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 amen. So I want you to see this. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. Stay with me. I'm trying to make you think today. It pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. Now, I want you to look at this verse again. It pleased the Father that in him. Who is him? Come on, say it with me. Jesus. It pleased the Father that in Jesus, look at this, all the fullness should dwell. Now this next verse, and it's, it's just the next chapter later, really explains this more. For in who? For in Jesus, for in him, the whole <laughs> fullness of deity dwells bing, bodily. All of the power of the Spirit of God. God is a spirit. All of the power of the Spirit of God dwells in this one and named Jesus Christ. And listen to this. Jesus had a perfect, perfect, complete capacity to manifest the Spirit of God in bodily form. If we're going to look for an example, he's the one. He has got the best capacity to handle all of the fullness of the deity, all the fullness of the power now, I've got to ask you, I'll let you know something, and I know you already know this, so it's rhetorical, but who is, who is that now? The Bible says that we are the body. We are the body of, are you all tracking with me? We are the body, Jesus in bodily form, it's not here. We are the body of Christ. Remember I said just a few seconds ago that in him dwelleth all the fullness. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? You are now the church. The church. And inside of you, the church, inside of you and I in the church, we hold the power of the Spirit of God. That's why Jesus says, you are going to do way more miracles and signs and wonders. You're going to do way more than I did. And we're like, what? Yeah, because now you're the body of Christ. I'm pouring out on you all of that. And inside of you, 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 you're just all that. You're something. You're something. And so what is our, this is the question, what is our capacity to manifest his presence and his will? What kind of capacity have I created as the body of Christ for him to get up in me and fill me? junk up in there and it's got it all clogged up the spirit of God is saying come on, come on, make room for me make room for me 
Make room for them. I know you got, I know you were filled with the Spirit 20 years ago. Lordy, adios, hallelujah. But I need to tell you, you've got clogs, arteries and clog issues and clog this way. And so this is what I want you to do. I want you to go in prayer and fasting and devotion. I want you to search your heart. I want you to lean into this. And I'm going to help you with this. You don't have to clean your house by yourself. I'm going to help you. And I'm going to come in there. We're going we're gonna to clean up some things because I'm going to make a greater pasty for the body of Christ to handle all the Spirit. So you can pray according to my will. So what I bind, you can then bind. What I loose, you can be loose, loose through you. Come on, you have a power in you. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. God has got something powerful for you. <laughs> to the extent that we agree with him that we as all, what has already been bound in heaven, we can bind in earth. What already has been loosed in heaven, we can loose on earth. So number two, that was my first one. You've had to agree with him, agree with him. A lot of our prayer is getting our, Lord, teach us how to pray. I want you to pray this. Our Father in heaven, all this, remember all these, the Lord's prayer? Not my will, but thy will be done. It's part of realigning myself. And at the beginning of this year, we're realigning this self because I think, I, think I, I think everyone in this room has the capacity to carry the presence. Amen. Number two, we need to agree with each other. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Pastor, we would rather you stay on number one because that one's easier than number two. We need to agree with each other. It's a big, big deal to the Lord. Verse 19. Oh, by the way, I just read verse 18. This is the next one. This is the next one, okay? Again, I say to you, in other words, he's already said this before, but hard of hearing. Check it out. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in Heaven, that's the next verse after 18, all the loosening and the binding. This is the next verse. I need you to have agreement with one another. Isn't that good? You know people have this kind of sort of uh, this, this, this hocus-pocus uh, thing working, uh, magical idea working in this area right here. Because I've been in the church a long time and I've seen it. That we'll get together and, and, and hey, hey, me and you, me and you, let's get together real quick here and let's pray about it. And I believe if we pray about this thing real good, that, 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 that God's going to do it. And, 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 and it sounds good and it, 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 it makes for a good prayer meeting real quick, but that's not what it means at all. Eh, somewhat, but let me explain a little bit more. It's not simply agreeing on one thing. In other words, let's get together and pray about that, just that. That's the whole, that's the whole deal. That's not just what he means here. What he's talking about here is that we, we get together and we don't just agree, agree about that one little thing. But listen to this. We agree. We agree on everything. We, we, we agree on, on everything. Maybe that's why he said, I, if you can just get two people with you. Huh? Come on, God, I'm preaching right there. If I can just get two or three people here. I need, I need you to there be some agreement. 
agreement. Pastor, we can't agree on, if I get a husband and wife up here, they can't agree on one thing. I know that's, that's, that's why we need the hand of the Lord in this deal. I need you to agree on everything. Now, 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 hear me real good and don't cut me off right there, okay? Oh, Pastor, there ain't no way, you know, it's 2020 and, and, and I mean, there's people that believe and, and, and all over the place and all kind of opinions and all, so here I'm going. I'm not talking about viewpoints. Are you going to hear me? I'm not talking about viewpoints. I'm not talking about particular, uh, man, I get hung up on, my goodness, this is, this is my belief about this and that in the Bible and this and that in the Bible. But we, when I was growing up, we had debates. Well, that helped a lot of people. I, I remember going to them. We got debates. We, we set up the, and, and I didn't do that, but I watched it happen. And they set them up, and had, you had one guy arguing with another guy. And guess what? This guy was a part of one denomination, and this guy was a part of another denomination. And they're up fighting and a fussing. I mean, it looked like a, the Republican Democrats coming at one another. And, I mean, there was fussing and a fighting. And, and by the, I mean, this guy left out and he got his little briefcase and he walked out and he thought he'd won. And the other guy walked out with his briefcase and he thought he won. And God didn't accomplish anything in the process. And, 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 and so he said, I need you to agree. I need you to agree. I'm not talking about viewpoints. I know you're going to have different beliefs about this and that and all this stuff. I'm talking about, and this is what I'm talking about agreement on. I'm talking about a oneness in the spirit. I'm talking about a oneness in the spirit. I'm talking about you come together in one mind and one accord. What happened on the day of Pentecost when 3,000-something people were filled with the spirit? What happened? They were in one mind one mind. Does that mean that everybody in the, agree, in the room agreed on which way they were going to vote that weekend? Did everybody agree on what kind of food they were going to go out after lunch? For lunch? No. That they had one mind. They had centrality. They had center thinking. And I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. But there was an agreement in one spirit. And for that to happen, there has to be some moments where you die to self. There has to be some moments that you want to go, ah, and you go, ah. Uh. And I know we're taught in 2020 to go, ah, and everybody's fussing and got their viewpoints. And that's fine for the world. But the church is a different kingdom, a different house, a different house, man. And so you have to die to self. Oh, for the day whenever the church and individuals in the church put down their individual fights and their individual battles for what they want and they, they quit fighting over little bitty petty stuff and all the little things that get hung up and we got our dukes up and we're fighting and, 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 and we look like McGregor and Cowboy and, 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 and I mean, we're, we're, I mean it, it, and all this stuff going on it's all of that and what happens nobody wins and the kingdom of God the body of Christ oh my God I, listen I got to tell you something Jesus is getting impeached in the process while you're fighting in the church over politics. (laughs) 
while we're fussing and complaining in the coffee shop on who's this and who's that and we're fussing Republican and Democrat, God's saying, hey, 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 hey. In the process, I'm getting impeached out of your conversation. I need this to happen. When you come to the house of God, it's the kingdom of God. Talk Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Talk about the blessings. Talk about the goodness. I don't want to care about my taste. I don't want to care about my preferences. I come to the cross, every single one of us, and I die to self. It may not be the way I like it. I was around T.F. Tenney. T.F. Tenney came to preach here a number of times, and he was in a uh, camp. Uh, I was doing a youth camp in Louisiana, and they had rocking, popping music for the youth, and the lights were dim, and, and, and they had the lights going on the stage. And, 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 you know, that's not the way they did at church 50 years ago. I don't know if y'all know that. But, and it was in the holy grail of the camp meeting center. Oh, there's monuments of tradition. There's Bishop so-and-so out there on the wall, and he stood for things different than this. And I walked in, and T.F. Tinney comes standing beside me. And like, he's the elder. And he stood next to me, and he leaned over me, and he said, you know, I get these ministers, and he was the head honcho, all right? He is the head superintendent in Louisiana. And he said, I get these ministers come fussing and fighting about the music and the lights and the worship of these young people. And they say, they don't like it. And Brother Tenney turned, he said, this is what I told them. I don't like it either. But it's not for me. <laughs> what am I hearing there? He had an opinion, but he was wise enough to understand it's not about my opinion here. It's about these kids out there being engaged in a new hour and a new day. It's the same Jesus that we worshiped 50 years ago. It's just in a different format. Amen? Somebody give the Lord a hand clap for praise like you're happy to be a part of the body of Christ. So I have to pray that, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. I'm, I'm dying out, and it'll be easier to agree with each other in the oneness of spirit when we're dead to self and alive to God. And so I believe in you, man. I believe in you. I, I may not want to, like, go on a month-long vacation with you. and oneness in the spirit with you. Can I, can I stop and just make an ad here and say this? When you go and join in your life groups, when you close the book and the prayer ends, it's not a time to start talking politics. Pastor, do you not love the country? I'm so in love with America that you can't imagine. Are you a voter? Absolutely. Do I have my opinions? Yes. Do you ever hear me tell them which one it is? You know why? The kingdom I'm talking about is higher than the kingdom of this world.
Listen to me. I almost lost a family here recently because of conversations going on in the foyer. I'm, I'm being pastor. Y'all going to let me be pastor for a minute? Because of conversations in the foyer about politics. I know politics have been rough since the day of George Washington. And it's the world, does it, are you surprised at their decline in the morals and the morals in politics? Absolutely. It's shocking. It's crazy. But it's matching the ways of our world. It's going to be there. Do we, do we need to be involved in voting? Absolutely. Get your hide out there and vote. But I'm just telling you, when you come to the house of God, vote with your mouth to talk about Jesus Christ, the goodness of Jesus. I don't want to offend my brother because I've got different opinions. I come here. I don't think anybody's going to be offended if you walk in and get a cup of coffee and say, tell me this week what good you've done for the kingdom of God. Let me tell you about what God's done for me. Let me tell you about, that's what I'm talking about, church. Oneness in the spirit. And if we can agree like that, the Bible says if you can just get two or three, but I have a feeling there's enough unity in this house that we could get a whole bunch of us. And when we rally together as a church, as a whole, and a oneness and a unity, hell can't stop us. There's no devil can stop us. The devil can flex his muscles and we laugh at him because we are the body of Christ. You can put us on a cross. You can bury us in a grave. But three days later, we're coming up because the same power that worketh in him is in us, the church of the living God. Woo! My, my God. Would you stand with me and give the Lord a shout of praise? Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. A shout of praise. Woo! Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does that mean you can't talk opinions with one another? Yeah, just go to Whataburger. Are you with me? In this house, in our life groups, protect one another. Guard one another. I know you're going to have different beliefs than me. I've seen people get mad at one another in churches because they didn't like the same sport team. See there, there's a classic person we need to pray for. But what, I, what, what, but what I'm trying to tell you, but what I'm trying to tell you, we can offend one another. And God's saying, listen, if you'll talk about me, I'm not offensive. I'm not offensive among the church of the body of Christ. I'm offensive to the world. I know they're not talking about me, but for this hour and a half when you step into my presence for this, for, this, for this moment in time when you step in your life group I want you to be what God called you to be I want there to be unity that we can say here's my need before the kingdom of God and we go oh that's a need we're going to jump on that we're going to pray on that we're not going to gossip around that we're going to anoint that pray for that believe in that and the Bible says heaven's going to hear it and we connect with the will of God and I'm going to tell you something people always say Pastor, why aren't the things in the Acts happening today? They are happening today, but we're not talking enough about it today. We've got to share every miracle. We've got to Facebook every miracle. We've got to Twitter and Instagram every miracle. I just got to tell you, this church is in the biggest revival. It's had an 80-something year history of this church. We've got to talk about it. We've got to believe it. We've got to be excited about it. If you're a guest here today, I'm not always this crazy. 
But I said that last week also. But I'm fired up. I'm passionate. Why? Because I know what I'm feeling in the Holy Spirit. I know what I'm feeling. And if the back will get with the front and the left would get with the right and the, and the Republicans get with the Democrats and the liberals would get with the conservatives, it ain't going to happen in Washington, but it can happen in the kingdom of the living God. <laughs> oh, look, and y'all don't believe this, but I'm not through. I'm just getting wound up. No, 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 I'm not. Not really. Not really. I'm almost. No, I'm, I'm just. I'm. I'm not through. Thank you. Not my will, but thine be done. Whew, that's a big prayer, man. Not my will, but thine be done. But I want to connect with your will, Daddy. I want to pray in your will. Actually, this word agree here in verse 19, if two shall agree, is literally the word, listen to this. The, agree, the word agree here in verse 19 is the word symphonize. It is the same word that we use as symphony. And he's saying this, the metaphor is taken from a number of, of musical instruments coming together and picking the same chord that when they're played there is harmony in the group. So we're symphonizing again. We're symphonizing. It's when this soft instrument plays with this harsh instrument and this harsh instrument plays with the voices the melodious voices, and they come together and beautiful timbre. Proud of me, Scott. And they come out as a song that's pleasing. And he says, if two, it just if I could just get two of you agree to symphonize, to sing in harmony, you're not going to have all your opinions the same. I know that. But if you can agree, you're going to hear from heaven. You're going to hear from heaven. Heaven's going to make a difference. And so, I want to briefly tell you this. I got elected, I was elected uh, uh, 18 years ago. December the 12th was 18 years ago. And when I was elected, man, it was, it was a sweet, I don't want to tell you all about the night because it would take too long, but I want to tell you this. I was waiting on the call. And what happens is the church gets together and votes on a new pastor. And, and Elder Davis was retiring, and they were needing a young, handsome, good-looking man. I didn't even think that was funny, but if y'all think it's funny, I... And they got together and voted. And there was about, uh, we couldn't remember exactly what it was, 60-something to 80-something. I can't remember what it was. And they got together and they voted. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get a majority. And so they called me and said, Pastor, you have been elected as the pastor of the church. And I was like, yes. But right behind that, I had another question. What percentage did I get it by? Now, let me tell you what, that's not, a, that's not a pride thing. Because if you got it with simple majority, in other words, you barely got it, 
fixing to face hell's about to come to dinner when you get elected. Does that make sense? Got to think of half of your con- company wants you and the other half don't. So I said, uh, thank you that it, for telling me I'm elected. What did I win it? How, what's the percentage? And they told me 93%. Hold on, hold on. Oh, that is awesome. And that's a lot of unity. Y'all hear that? I hung up. Oh, oh. So, man, I did a little, I did my little deal. And then they said this. But, Pastor, we want to let you know. It was 93%, but before we left, we had a vote of unity because you were elected. And it was 100%. That's worth clapping about. I said that not to, I, I said that for this statement. That is what I mean by oneness in spirit. There was, there was a percent right there, 7%, that didn't vote for me. And those people have since found salvation. But the 7% said this. We'll umber ourselves for the rest of the body. And we'll vote in unity and central of oneness in the spirit. Are you with me? You may not agree with me, but can you vote for one thing? That what we're trying to do is lead people to Jesus Christ. You may not know how we're doing it, may not agree with it, may not, I don't know. But to this fact of that, can I see a vote of unity in the house that says I'm behind what God wants to do. I want to move, saturate, I want him to do. Amen, amen. What about the other 7%? How about y'all? Anybody, come on. Anybody want to say, God, I want you to absolutely. We're of oneness in the spirit. We don't agree with everything. And everything. I always tell people when they come here, I always say this. I always say, you're not going to agree with everything I say. And if you do... Something either wrong with me or you because how can I speak every week as much as I do and you agree with everything? You're not going to agree with every choice that I make. I understand that. But can we agree around this? Can we agree around Jesus Christ and him crucified? Hey, can we do that? That's what I want us to do. And let God explode. Let God do the wondrous. Let the body of Christ be the body of Christ and absolutely knock it out the park. We've got to prefer one another. We've got to prefer one another. Prefer one another is, man, no, I don't need to get into all that. You got it. Let this mind be on you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Agree with God. Agree with each other. And thirdly and lastly, and I close it out, and praise team is going to come here in a second, and I'm going to hush up so you can go eat Lupe tortillas. Agree on our reason for gathering. This goes a little bit with what I was just talking about. Matthew 18 and 20 for, oh, yeah, by the way, we did 18. We did 19, we did 20. These are in a row. And that's why you need to understand the context of Scripture. Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three are gathered together, what? Well, come on now, in my what? What's that name? Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. That's that next verse. By agreeing on our gathering. So we agree, we agree with Jesus, we agree with the kingdom of God, with, you know, the work of God, we agree with one another, and then we agree on why we are here. 
while we're here. Where two or three are gathered in his name, his presence is in the midst. We are called together in his name, not to ourselves. You're not here called together because um, of your personal prides and our personal emphasis and what, where can I be on this board or where can I be in this group or can I be the top of my dream team? I mean, strive, be the best you can be, serve with excellence, but the fact of the matter, what you're doing, you're doing for God. Gathering his name means that he is the central one. He, he says in essence, if I am the central focus, there am I in the midst. Do you know what he says here, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, you see how he's zeroing in who you need to be focused on? Now, how many of you know what it means to pray in the name of Jesus Christ? Now, praying on the name of Jesus Christ is not a token thing we do it right before we eat our burrito. And that's healthy and that's good and it makes the burrito lose carbs. <laughs> but that's really not what we're after. Is that the extent of the power of Jesus Christ? And I was really kidding about the carbs. But is that the extent that I'm just praying over my food and that's healthy and good or that I'm praying to close my prayer, that's good, and in a sense that's, that's, that's part of what it means, but if you don't really get that it's really trying to get everything about praying in his name is stamping on the power of who he is, but not only the power of who he is, but that I'm living in who he is. On a superficial level, praying over your burrito in the name of Jesus, yes, that's wonderful, but asking in the name of Jesus is more than just words. Listen to this. It's entering into everything that Jesus is. It's everything that Jesus has done. It's everything that about the will of Jesus. It's entering into the heart of Jesus. You're asking in accordance to the truth of Jesus that when I mention the name of Jesus, all of heaven comes to attention. At the power of the mention of his name, the Bible says, the enemy runs, it retreats. Thousands of devils are put to flight at the mention of the name. It's more than praying it over your burrito. It's praying it in the will of God. It's praying it in your prayers. It's to stamp the name of Jesus and say, that's it. I'm agreeing with my brother. I'm agreeing with who he is. And I'm coming together in the focus of the power of the name of Jesus. And when I stamp the name of Jesus on it, all hell comes steps back and all heaven steps in. And what has already been loosed begins to be loosed on earth. What's already been bound begins to be bound on earth. I mean, pray it in the name. Preach it in the name. Proclaim it in the name. Be what God wants you to be through the power of the name of Jesus. We see so many times in the Word of God, the Bible say, Amen. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. We do that to close our prayers too, right? We say, in Jesus' name, Amen means agree, agreement. 
It means to agree. And so you thought it meant the end. No, it means to agree. And so I'm saying this, in Jesus' name, everything he is, everything, everything that he's built around, everything he's lived, his holiness, his power, his glory, his authority, his sovereignty, I'm praying it in the name of Jesus. And then I'm stepping back after I prayed through his will and I put the name of Jesus on it, I attach the power to it, and then I step back and go, I agree with it. I agree with it. And so I'm claiming it in the name of Jesus. And so I'm looking out to some of you that have health issues in your body. And I'm praying, God, not my will, but thine be done. Not their will, but yours be done. But I'm praying the kingdom of heaven would be released on this kingdom of earth. That what needs to be loosed, that healing would be loosed in families. That cancers would be bound in the name of Jesus Christ. I agree with that. I agree with that. Hallelujah. That victory would come. That, that, that kids that have lost and running away from God, God, I absolutely know your number one will. I don't even have to pray about this one. But your number will is that all men would come to repentance. So I already know it's your will that my kids be saved, my grandkids, whatever it may be, my, my, my sons, my daughters, my spouse, that's your will that they be saved. I already know that's been loosed in heaven. I agree with it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stir them, say, shake them minister to them. Let them be saved through the power in the name of Jesus and we agree together on that. Amen. Amen. Come on, that takes more than a Baptist clap. That takes a Pentecostal stand up. Come on, I need somebody to stand up right now and give God a shout of praise. Come on, give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. I love my Baptist friends. I love my Lutheran friends. I love my Catholic friends. I love my Baptist, I mean, my Pentecostal friends and every other flavor of Baskin Robbins. I love them all. But I got to tell you something. When it all comes to the fact of the matter is this His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. There is no one before him, no one after him. I'm linking up with him. I know I am his body in this earth. I'm his mouthpiece and so are you. I'm his body. I walk and talk. I live. I breathe. I want to act like he acts. I want to live like he acts. I want to sing like he sings. I want to live and breathe who he is. And then I want to step back and stamp his name because he gave me authority to use his name. And then I want to agree with it. Amen. And I want to believe that, that things are going to happen in the spirit that we've not yet seen happen in the spirit. I, I can't give you more word than I did in a short amount of time. You've got the word. Now come on, body. What you gonna do with it? Come on, body. What you gonna do with it? Are you still wanna pray manby, panby prayers? I don't even know what that means. Dear Lord, it's just little me coming to big, big you. And if you so see fit, uh, he said, if my people will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, then will I. come down and heal their land but I'm waiting on the church 
waiting on the church. Every blessing I give you is to encourage you in the battle and the walk of faith. Every time I stop you is because you're about to walk over that cliff. But I'm setting you up to let you know if you would see, if you would put me in the center of everything, and if you will begin to come around me, I'll bless every church that does it. I'll touch everybody. I'll minister. You'll see signs and miracles and wonders like you've never seen. The blind eye will be open. The lame man will walk. The sinner will come to repentance. I just need a body, and I got. maybe I'm a fool, but I just got to believe God's up to something crazy in this church that if we will link into what he is stressing to us in this church, he wants to do something bigger than you can imagine in Lumberton, Texas at Parkway Life Church. So this is what I want you to do. If you're a guest, I don't want to scare you. I don't want to freak you out. Well, I probably have already done that, but just the, my nature of preaching. But, but I, I want you to turn around, and I want you to lay hands on somebody. Not like, not like you. I want you to just lay somebody, hands on somebody's shoulder, okay? Or, or, or whatever you, hold a hand. I don't care what you want to do. But I need, I need at least two of you to connect, okay? At least two of you to connect. If you want to put three, four, five, I don't care. But at least, at least two of you to connect. You ready? Let's do that right now. Go ahead. Snag a hold of somebody. Look at here. Y'all got a whole group. Y'all about to have revival. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is what I want you to do. I want the body of Christ to use the mouth he gave you. This is, I want you to use your mouth, and I want you to use the voice of the body of Christ and I want you to lift that voice, and I want you to praise his name. I don't want you to pray for anything right now. I want you to praise his name. Would you do that? I just want you to praise him. I don't care what it sounds. It don't have to be pretty, but I just want you to praise him, man. Did the Lord talk to anybody through his word today? I believe it. Go out with this word. Let it Pray it during your devotions. Live it. Believe it. Go sign up for a group. Make your mark. Sign up for a dream team. God bless you. We're going to leave you with a song here today, and we're going to magnify the Lord together. God bless you. Have a great week, a blessed week. Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. How many of you all want to get together? Hold on one second. Hold on one second. How many of you would join me on this coming Wednesday night for a prayer meeting on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock right here for one hour. Anybody? 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock right here. You can drop your students off and your kids off and come in here and let's agree together. I believe God's doing something here. I believe God's doing something. Join me this Wednesday night, 7 to 8, for a time of prayer. God bless you. Have a blessed day.